this is the Village Counseling Podcast. My name is Hillary Evans, and I'm a clinical counselor. And with me today is... Dr. Josh Cruz, registered psychologist and pastor of counseling at Village Church. And the purpose of this podcast is to help foster a greater understanding of the topics that we discuss and give a few takeaways that will be helpful for your life. So today we're talking about getting unstuck in marriage conflict. Yeah, we had talked in episode five around relationship patterns, understanding our cycle, and a big part of that was identifying what are we doing? What are the behaviors? Are Mm -hmm. we pursuing or protesting? Are we withdrawing? What's our combination? We had talked about cycles and patterns in that, and we did that intentionally. We, We want you to recognize what you're doing to catch it to then hopefully do something different than going forward. And we all get caught up in these patterns. Um, it, it's part of relationships. It can even show up in in parent-child relationship or friends, even colleagues at times. But for the most part, and with the greatest depth, typically in marriage, because there's so much at stake, so to speak, meaning this person matters so much that if there's disconnect, if there are difficulties that come in, it shows up on our radar, and then we start reacting or responding. So we want to get practical uh, right out of the gate today of, well, so what do we do? Uh, we've noticed it. That's great. Now, how do we respond to it? So step one, call it. I'm seeing it happening. And you can give a name to it. You can identify it. Hey, we're doing that cycle. We're doing that dance, that pattern. We're the vortex or find the bad guy, freeze and flee, whatever it is, identify what it is and call it. And the big piece there is not a, hey, you're doing this again. Oh, well, you're doing this. And then now that's just new content to start fighting about. But we are caught up in this pattern. And essentially what you're saying is, and I don't want to do that. And we've talked about it enough as a couple. We don't want to do that. So thank you for noticing that. Mm -hmm. So let's recognize it, call it. And then we pull back from it, whatever the content is that's spinning. It could be parenting. It could be finances. A whole host of things can then go into that. But we're not going to get into the details. We're going to recognize what's going on and pull back from it then together. Yeah, it's so tempting in those moments to instead of calling that you're getting into your cycle to call the other person on being an idiot or, you know doing whatever their typical pattern is. I think our natural knee-jerk reaction is to be like, hey, you're doing your stuff again. You're being like this again. When really it takes a lot of self-control and, you know, compassion and hard work to be able to be like, hey, I think we're getting caught in these same conversations or we're getting caught in this same cycle. It's common when people come in for couples counseling to be like, hey, so we have the same conversation just about different things all the time. And sometimes people notice that, sometimes people don't. And we can get so stuck in those things. Um, And we don't see it coming a lot of the times as well. And if you've been listening to the podcast, we talk about the brain and we can get activated and we're not being as rational, as logical. And so we don't mean to. It's like we don't go in with, let's fight, let's do this. But it happens. We get into that. So once we call it, take a step back from it. And then we can re-engage. And that's going to be different person by person. And we'll go with, uh, uh, I guess, least common denominator, meaning if one of you needs more time, you both need more time. Mm -hmm. You want each other to then be at your best or at least calm down enough to be able to re-engage in a productive way. If we just say, hey, we're doing it, and then we just go right back to it, we we haven't accomplished anything there. So you're pulling back and then taking those deep breaths trying to calm, soothe, and then you'll re-enter in. And the initial step, and this is part of the soft startup that we talked about earlier in a different episode, can then be ownership. 
Like we're coming in saying, hey, here's what I was doing there. I noticed that I came in with a tone or I noticed that I was criticizing or I was defending or I got really quiet. Something that you sense would have an impact on your partner, own that. Because a lot of times what happens is couples come back to the table and we're pointing out, yeah, well, then you this and then you that. And, oh, I did. Well, you this and you. And now we're fighting. It's just new content in the same cycle. But if we actually want to do it different, then we have to approach it different. And so we come in with the ownership, putting those pieces on the table saying, hey, I realized that I was being short or I was edgy or I was dismissive in there. And then if you really want to go one step further and imagine this was really upsetting for you or you felt shut down in that, well, that's a whole different, like those aren't fighting words. Those are owning words. There's a humility. Like even as I'm talking, my hands are opening up as if there's a posture of almost a surrender or offering. But if I'm coming at you telling you what you did, no, those are fighting words there. And I think it takes some time to get to that place where we can engage in that level of vulnerability. You know, when I think about even to some conversations like that that I've had in my life, I think about how vulnerable it feels to do part of that owning. And sometimes even I think the owning is about what's going on for you even outside of that moment. You know, like not only like, oh, sorry, I came in a little bit hot there, but hey, I recognize I had a horrible day. You know, I just came home irritable and, you know, it's not necessarily about the pizza pops that we're fighting over or, you know, whatever. That's a dumb example. But, you know, whatever it is, it's not about that. It's about something else. And I'm just not in a good mood today. And, you know, I'm sorry. That's vulnerable. That's really hard because I think in once we get activated in that way, it's like need to win, need to win now. Mm-hmm. And we just fought. So am I stepping right back into a fight mm-hmm. compared to, let's say, everything's good and now I'm going to come in and own something, which is vulnerable. But yeah, we just had a disagreement or we got into a negative uh, place. Yeah, I'm with you. It takes an extra step of vulnerability to then take some ownership. So then maybe it's not a full robust piece, especially if you're noticing like this is, this is, um, this is difficult for me to enter in. Maybe it's an initial piece of hey, I'm I'm sorry how I approached it last time. And that's okay. And then you're going to see and you're reading and reacting. Well, how did they take that? What are they doing with that? And hopefully there's some, ideally, ownership from their end. Imagine that. Two people come to the table owning their stuff, their steps. And now we've got a whole new ground or, or great soil for repairing, understanding where to go from here, especially if it's a bigger, uh, like one of those big uh, disagreements or things are said or done that uh, there's a wounding or damage, then it's really important to set the stage, have good soil through ownership to then hopefully do some repair. And, And for some of you, that may be like, there was a lot of damage done. I need the support of somebody else to do that. That just doesn't that doesn't feel safe taking ownership. I'm worried that they're just going to use it against me. Okay, well, then your gut's telling you maybe I need some protection. I need some more safety in this. Then we'd strongly recommend sit down with a counselor. Help them to see levels of safety, what you have to work with, and what a next step would look like there. Mm-hmm. But if you're in a place where there is that safety, I know that this person, they've got good intentions for the relationship, and they want to work it out, we just get caught up in these patterns, then I'd encourage you, what would a, a small step of vulnerability in taking ownership look like? And how might that actually impact your partner? And how might they respond to you as a result? Yeah, I sometimes tell my clients when they come in and they're having a lot of, if they're having a lot of conflict, sometimes they think that they're going to come in to figure out who's right. 
and who's wrong. And I tell them, you know, unfortunately, I'm not a lawyer. Um, I'm not going to figure out who is, you know, the right one and who is the wrong one. But instead, my job is to help us figure out how to have those conversations differently. And sometimes people's faces is like, darn it. You know, I wish you were because I feel like I'm right, you know, but at the end of the day, that's our job is to help you figure out how to have these conversations different and get to a point where you can kind of restart, catch yourself, call it, do these things on your own, which, you know, we believe you can, Um, but it takes a lot of work to be able to get there and a lot of vulnerability, a lot of safety, a lot of trust. So when couples are coming in, like who's right, who's wrong, what do we do with them? We then encourage them to slow things down and try to understand what's going on behind it. What's mm-hmm. behind the behavior? What's behind the actions of what they're doing or not doing? And oftentimes we look at what are they telling themselves? How are they understanding or interpreting the situation? Is it that uh, I don't matter then to my partner? Uh, they're not looking out for me. I don't trust them to be there. There's something wrong with me. I'm, I don't know how to fix this. Uh, a lot of different perceptions then can come up for for each person, which then it makes a lot of sense why they're then shutting down or amping up. Like, I'm, I'm afraid I'm losing you. And so I find myself then I start getting um, critical or poking or I, I I cling on in some sort of way. And I know it's not helpful, but below the surface of that, I'm panicking inside. I'm worried. Um, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. Or I get so overwhelmed in this that I find myself... I'm shutting down or I'm just trying to dismiss or placate because it's – I don't want this to get out of hand. And and then it starts to make a, a little bit more sense like, oh, and so that's what you're doing here. You're so worried you're going to lose the relationship that you are then pulling back. You're le- even leaving the room sometimes, mm-hmm. which feels like, does this not matter to you? Where are you going? Are we ever going to do this again? And well, no, I'm, I'm actually afraid I don't know how to find my way out of this. And so I find that I, I leave. I don't want to make matters worse. And then often what happens for our couples is it starts to settle down a little bit and we can hear more of the heart behind it. Uh, that, look, I don't have this all figured out and I may not know what I'm doing. That's why I need help and I need support. And really what I need is your understanding. And so we encourage you, you can do that at home. If there's enough room in the relationship to where you're both wanting to work on it, there's enough safety to make yourself a little more vulnerable, then you might even lead by saying, hey, what's going on there? Ideally, you take that step back, call it, come in with, hey, I noticed that I was being short with you. Hey, what was going on for you? What was happening for you in that moment? And, and see what they put out. And it might be, here's what was going through my head. Here's what I was feeling. Here's the context of what was going on during that day or um, earlier on. This is what made it so loaded. And my hope would be that you're learning something to make it make more sense, which will help you start to find your way out of it instead of just seeing the behaviors or sitting in the impact and feeling that disconnect from one another. And you mentioned briefly the idea of kind of thinking about what's the story that we're telling ourselves. And I sometimes even recommend sharing that with your partner. And so there's definitely been times where I've been telling myself a certain story about why um, my husband's acting the way that he is, and I'm just like way off. But sharing that gives him the opportunity to correct what the actual true story is. So for example, I might share with him like, oh, okay, the story that I'm telling myself is that you're really mad at me right now because I forgot to unload the dishwasher and you're being really quiet. And, you know, he might be like, 
no, actually, I'm really focused on, I have a phone call coming in from a friend who's going through a tough time with any minute, and I'm just really focused on waiting for that phone call. So I'm not, you know, not asking you many questions because I'm going to have to go soon. And I'm just way off, you know, um, and vice versa. There's going to be times where he feels the same thing and he's way off about what the story is. So doing sometimes those reality checks can be really helpful. No, good point. And and you'll hear in what we're saying, like, make it make sense. Um, mm-hmm. Because usually there's a connection between these things, how we understand the situation, the story we're telling ourselves, what we're feeling and what we're doing. And so what we're encouraging you really is hey, put some of those pieces together and it might actually come together. And then what can come from that is a direction towards what you're actually needing going forward. Either it's how do we do this whole pattern thing different, big picture. A lot of times it's down to even just that moment of, so then what are we needing right now? Yeah. I just, and it could get anything from really practical. I need your help or support with this thing. Um, or it can be, it can be emotional. Uh, like I need a encouragement. I need to know I matter to you. I need to know you love me. You're not going anywhere. It can be physical. It can be reaching out and just putting uh, your hand on theirs or on their leg, uh, being close, cuddling, whatever it is that they're needing, but that'll start to make more sense once you've put some of the other pieces on the table, especially mm-hmm. what's going on for you and I'm worried, I'm scared, I'm lonely. Well, that can be a good clue. And well, how can I be here for you in this? Right. And then you can actually repair. And so it takes two different ends of the spectrum. We're in this pattern where we're not wanting to be caught up in this. This isn't working and I don't know what to do. We slow it down to take ownership, understand what's going on for each other the best that we can. And then from there, so what do we need right now? How can we reconnect and reunite then going forward? And the more stuck we are, the more support we need, whether that's for counseling, whether that's we need to calm down and come back to the table at a later time um, as we've thought it through and prayed it through a little bit more so. But take take these steps. It's worth it. You'll learn a lot about each other. The Gottmans talk about rupture and repair. And each time you repair, you're actually better equipped to repair and actually avoid conflict going forward because you learn more about yourself, learn more about your partner. And so don't waste conflict when it comes up. Mm-hmm. Don't let the pattern take over and take control. Slow it down to better understand and find your way out together. Yeah. And you build this trust that like, actually, when we fight, we know how to get through this. We know how to repair. And so fights feel less traumatizing or less like the end of the world because you've built this confidence that actually we know how to get through this. We know how to repair. So thanks for joining us today. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and comments or questions. You can email us at any time at counseling at thisisvillagechurch.com. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time. <music>